Hey, it's our weekly streaming show, and here's a sneak peek at our top streamer of the week. Once again, go get you some Sam Howell, still rostered in just 39% of Yahoo leagues, coming off a three-touchdown performance, victory over the Falcons last week. He's the QB 13 overall this season. He's the QB 4 over the last three games. He's been QB 13 or better in five out of six games. He just had that one awful game against Buffalo. Faces the Giants this week, who ranked 12th at AFPA to opposing quarterbacks. That's not a great matchup, but still... I'll keep recommending Howell until his roster ship goes up 40%, even if I sound like a broken record. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles, and with me is the excellent Jen Akins. Jen, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going today. I have to say, um, it's going, it's been, you know, an interesting start to the week. I had a good weekend though. I will say this. Um, I want to tell you my, my son who, as you know, is 14 and he's a freshman in high school. He went to his very first high school football game. He did, he did the Friday night lights thing for the very first time, uh, which is pretty cool. And as you know, he's not really a, a football fan, but he had fun. It was cool to kind of, you know, see him experience that for the first time. It was homecoming, you know, that kind of deal. So, yeah, he had a good time. You know, their team won, who they were one in five going into the homecoming game. So um, he got to see his team win. So that was good. Um, How are you on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon? I'm doing good. Been uh, been pretty busy. I I got in a fight with a seven-year-old about whether or not she had to go to school this morning that lasted 90 minutes. But otherwise, uh, I, I... I guess nobody won. I'm just going to say, she ended up in school. I'm going to say nobody won that battle, though. That's what I'm going to say. Hello to everyone in the chat. Samson, thank you so much for the nice comments. Hi, Albert. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Enjoy all of our uh, wonderful listeners and the people that join us each week. Thank you so much. This is our streaming episode. So uh, we highlight the quarterbacks, tight ends, kickers, team defenses that you can target this week for streaming options. Uh, as a reminder, we only discuss the streaming option if they're available in 40% or less of Yahoo leagues. So if your favorite option is not discussed, probably rostered in too many leagues. So a uh, quick question here. C-Dogs that asks if it's going to be Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell if CMC is out. I think it's going to be based on health. Elijah Mitchell's a little uh, nicked up right now, so I would guess Jordan Mason. But if Mitchell's healthy, he's going to get touches. I just think I don't think Mitchell's going to be okay this week. So Mason seems like the guy, but I also am not convinced CMC is going to miss the game. So that's kind of where I'm at with with that C-Dog. Let's jump right into quarterbacks. Um, It's a decent week aside from Sam Howell. I kind of like it. I will, uh, I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with Terod Taylor versus Washington. I was going to start with somebody else, but uh, if you can hold off a little and just get a little more confirmation that Daniel Jones is out. Uh, It sounds like Daniel Jones is not coming back. It sounds like his neck injury is bad enough that they're concerned. So uh, Terod Taylor plays against Washington, Washington 25th and AFPA to opposing quarterbacks. Um, He was the QB 19 in a low scoring game against the bills last week. That's a much worse matchup has a career 60 to 26 touchdown to interception ratio. So he doesn't really turn the ball over last week, ran the ball five times. So he has that rushing upside. Uh, I like him as my number two streaming option at quarterback this week, assuming uh, that he starts, right? So long shot right now for Daniel Jones to come back, but make sure you've got some sort of backup plan in place uh, if you go with Terod Taylor. Uh, The next guy, like uh, Baker Mayfield against the Falcons, Uh, he's nicked up. So another guy you want to make sure he's active before you roll with him. Maybe if you've got the roster space, grab Baker and Terod Taylor. Uh, But I think you should be safe with Taylor. Um, Baker's coming off a bad game. 
But Howell just threw three touchdowns against the Falcons, I mentioned. Um, they rank 16th in AFPA to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, and weeks one through five, Baker's the QB 16 fantasy points per game before a bad week last week. So I think he rebounds and continues to be pretty good. And then uh, finally, I like Desmond Ritter a little. <laughs> uh, Bonehead plays the side. He's the QB four over the past two weeks in fantasy. He's got the rushing upside. Uh, the Bucks are good defensively, so I don't love the matchup. They're sixth in AFPA to quarterbacks, but Jared Goff just lit them up uh, and running quarterbacks can score against them. Jalen Hurts did. Justin Fields did. Uh, Ritter has elite weapons around him. We know that starting to find them a little bit, bit by bit. Uh, accompanied by some crippling errors, of course. But uh, like I said, I don't, I don't love Desmond Ritter, but he's quietly turning into a, a streamable quarterback option in fantasy leagues. And if you'll notice, the Atlanta's pass rate over expectation quietly going from ridiculously last to just bad. So <laughs> ridiculously last to like bottom third. That's that's that's, that's a, it's a good projection moving forward. Baby steps. That's uh, <laughs> all you need. Right, just the little baby steps is all it is. So uh, that, that's all I've got for quarterbacks this week, Jen. If you don't have any comments, uh, do you have any comments on the quarterbacks this week? I saw that you mentioned a certain Steelers guy. Um, I'm just nervous about the Steelers offense in general, which is why I didn't bring up Kenny Pickett. And, but when I say you mentioned, I mean, in your, um, awesome weekly or daily newsletter. That's yeah. Right. I was like, what, <laughs> what, when did I mention Kenny Pickett? Um, yeah, I think I did mention him in there. Um, I mean, he, you know, they're coming back from a buy. He, he's an option. Right? It's a good matchup that's, too. that's kind of where we are. He's an option. Um, I'm sorry if I keep looking this way. My cat is like fully burrowing into this Amazon package that I should have moved out of the way. Um, I can't go make him stop. So that, that's okay. Jen. If the listeners here crinkling, um, that is my cat. That is, uh, if anyone has a cat out there, you know, they play with any kind of box or package. So I think Twizzler just heard the rumors that Leonard Fournette may sign with the bills. That's right? the first so. thing I thought of when I, when I saw those news uh, or those news, when I saw the news that he was uh, meeting with the, with the bills, which is an interesting, interesting little, I mean, he's been holding out this whole time. I'm sure him and his his management, you know, I'm sure they've been having conversations, but we haven't been privy to them. I mean, it's been very quiet on his front uh, for pretty much the whole preseason and, you know, the first six weeks of the season until now. So, interesting. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I thought Latavius Murray was playing just fine there, but we'll mm -hmm. see. We'll see who he eats up. I don't think it really hurts James Cook. I think it probably hurts Murray. <laughs> it's probably Right, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. we don't know. I mean... We don't know what he has left in the tank or on the tires or whatever, whatever expression you'd like to throw out there for an old running back. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining us. Uh, has wonders if we have any words of advice for them. They're one in five. Uh, seems like the team just isn't performing well. They have Devonte Adams, Devonte Smith and Jalen Waddle uh, second highest scoring team in a 10 team league. Any advice? I think those receivers will be okay. If you're the second highest scoring team, I think you're doing well. I think you just kind of have some bad matchup. Uh, luck, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, just keep, keep working those waivers. Yeah. Um, the Raiders are going to be really inconsistent. So if Adams has another blow up week, I wouldn't hate selling high on him, but ultimately I, I think you've probably got a pretty good team if you're scoring that well. What do you think, Jen? Yeah, I agree. I mean, all three of those guys are underperforming, so it would make sense. But then again, when you say the second highest scoring team, then your team is clearly performing. You just happen to go against. I would assume the highest scoring team the last you know few weeks or whatever. So um, I would just stay with it. I think all three of those guys, like you said, Adams, the Raiders are going to be inconsistent. I think Smith and Waddle will get theirs. I hope. 
I think so. I think eventually they'll get there. Um, Phoenix Steven wants to know if uh, they need to pick two between Tutu Atwell, Sam Laporta, and Josh Downs. Uh, Laporta, to me, is an automatic start. The other two, uh, you could kind of go either way. I, I kind of like Downs. I think that the Colts are going to have to throw the ball. So I kind of like Downs. But you could talk me into Tutu. What do you think, Jen? Yeah, I would go Downs on Laporta. I actually had uh, Tutu was in my my dead weight report this morning. I ah. think he, I, yeah, I think he's droppable at this point. I just don't think there's enough there for all of them uh with cutbacks so unfortunately and t- listen tutu's a guy that he's gonna have a couple spike weeks right but he's gonna be super frustrating when you're trying to put him in your lineup every week so uh i know that wasn't your question but for i agree with you uh laporta and josh downs as far as this week goes excellent excellent uh let's see here eric uh hi guys i'm thinking of starting desmond ritter over gino smith your thoughts uh gino plays arizona it's t- yeah. i like ritter but i gotta play gino yeah arizona. <laughs> i was just gonna say the same thing uh yeah i, I feel like it's gino and I, I understand gino has not played up to we knew coming into the season that he could kind of turn into a pumpkin but i don't think he's fully a pumpkin i think he's fine and i think this week at home against arizona i would go with him over ritter yeah, I think he's more squash-like right now. He's not quite yeah, a pumpkin. A he's, gourd. Uh, he's been a squash. Yeah. Small gourd. Yeah, a small gourd. <laughs> <laughs> Alex followed up, said that they keep going up against uh, random guys who have boom games. Absolutely annoying. That's, I think we all know what it's like to go up against the Dolphins. That's the worst part game. of fantasy football, period. I mean, and we've all been there. Last year, I was in a league. I think I was like third in points, and I didn't even make the playoffs. It's brutal. And it just, unless you go to straight-up rotisserie, there's no, there's no way to avoid that. And I'm finding I have a case of the gens this year because uh, I I talked all year about how we should draft Raheem Moster and I don't have him in anything in any of my like I have him in a lot of best ball but I don't have him in like any actual leagues that I follow and keep up with unfortunately that's frustrating too <laughs> I actually have him in a, in a guillotine league that is thriving tremendously because I also have Tyreek Hill so we'll see week ten when they're on a bye how my team does but both of them are carrying that team every single week crazy crazy all right uh, Matt Cash. Uh, I'm four and two running backs are David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Travis Etienne, and take Bigsby wide receivers, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen. So set there 12 team love the wide receiver. Someone offered Bijan Robinson for AJ Brown straight up. It's a PPR. I'm okay with that either way. Uh, I don't think you need to make the move. I think ETN and Gibbs will be okay until Monty's back. And then when Monty's back, I think you can just do ETN and, and Monty. But um, Bajan Robinson's catching a lot of balls. And if it's a PPR, I think that's okay. Um, I don't know who the receiver is that steps in for you. If it's a two-receiver league, I like it better than if it's a three-receiver league. What do you think, Jen? Yeah, your your receivers are stacked, obviously. Uh, And you could afford to lose A.J. Brown if you needed to. Um, Yeah, it's tough that your four four running backs are on two teams. That's not not an ideal thing because when you have bye weeks and stuff, it makes it tough. So, uh, But I think, yeah, I think what Brandon said, I think you'll be fine with Etienne and Gibbs and then once Monty gets back. So I think that's an either or. Like it depends on really – but. Like he, like he said, if there's only two wide receivers, if you start three, I would stick with what you have. Depending, of course, on who what, what your bench depth is. We don't know that. But. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's a one flex, two wide receiver league. Yeah, then I like it better uh, than if it's a three wide receiver league. So uh, I think you can go either way. Uh, Phoenix Steven, should they drop Tank Dell, Tutu Atwell, Marvin Mims, or Salvin Ahmed for Niners backfield guys and Zach Evans? Um. If you could get Jordan Mason for dropping Tutu Atwell, I like that. I don't really care about Zach Evans personally, but Jen might have a better opinion. No, I don't. I, I know 
people clamor for you know whatever's out there on the waiver wire every week i don't know i can take or leave zach evans i kind of agree i like Ahmed. i don't think he's I, I i like i think it's comparable really i mean i guess it depends i shouldn't say that but um i think atwell mims uh are both droppable i agree i agree which sucks because i want mims to yeah. be he's just not getting the snaps he's so. not and that offense is just not <clears throat> performing as as they should and for some reason even though when he does get the snaps and he does get his number called, he's good. They just don't, you know, he's out there running sprints or doing nothing. It, it's bizarre. It's really crazy. Really crazy. Um, Corey Jackson wants to know uh, what we think of Justin Herbert. Uh, looked a little rough last night. Uh, I think he's great. I think Herbert's going to continue to be great. You know, ball placement's always been a thing for him. And sometimes it shows up, sometimes uh, less so. So, you know, I think he's going to continue to have a little bit of inconsistencies, but he's a stud. He's a, he's a prolific yeah. passer. He's going to keep throwing. Yeah, there's no there's no need to panic. He's uh yeah. Uh, Native Ants wants to know the Steelers defense versus the Rams or the Colts defense versus the Browns. Uh, I like both those options, but I trust the Steelers defense more. Uh, even though they've been a little bit inconsistent, I, I trust the Steelers just a little bit more than I do the Colts defense, which is uh, now going to be missing Grover Jackson, I believe, and is uh, just a little bit nicked up. So uh, that's the way I would go. But do you have a difference? Well, I'm going to talk about the Colts defense a little later in the show. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a preference as far as this week goes. More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best views of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. PrizePix is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform and one of the most exciting ways to play DFS. And best of all, PrizePix is simple. Just choose between two to six players and pick more or less than their PrizePix stat projection. It's that easy. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. But it doesn't stop there. PrizePix even offers in-game projections. Imagine gathering at the house, watching football with all your friends, and building an entry to cheer for together, with more Devonta Smith receiving yards, or less Justin Fields rushing yards. Now, you can. Just go to prizepix.com accurate, and use the promo code accurate to match your first deposit up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. So I think it's time for the most important question that I utter each and every week. Uh, and the one that's the most anticipated question uh, for those that listen. And that's, Jen, is it a good week to stream tight end? It's an okay week. I wish I could say it's fantastic. It's fine. It, it's better than others. It's fine. I like it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's funny. My husband makes fun of me. I use that word. And I hate that word. And I use it anyway. <laughs> like when he says it to me, I get annoyed. But then I say it all the time. <laughs> uh but yeah it's a fine week to stream tight ends it's not horrific uh but there have been better uh but yeah let's get into it shall we uh so the first guy uh on my list here for tight ends is luke musgrave 
Yeah, Oregon uh, State. <laughs> Luke Musgrave now plays for the Packers. Uh, heading into Denver, he is 19% rostered at the moment. Uh, the Broncos are dead last in tight end adjusted fantasy points allowed. They're allowing 14.4 uh, half PPR points to the position on a weekly basis. Packers are coming off a bye. He had five, or I'm sorry, he had seven targets in week five before the bye. He might be, you know, the little security blanket for love. So I think he's a decent option this week uh, if you need him. And then uh, second guy I have is Michael Mayer, I guess another rookie, uh, against Chicago. He is 5% rostered. So he out-snapped and out-targeted Austin Hooper last week. I mean, is that a huge deal? Not really. However, he is emerging, you know, as the Raiders, uh, as the Raiders, you know, tight end one, which is good to see. Uh, the Bears are 22nd against the tight end. You got Brian Hoyer back there likely. So, you know, he might need to use him kind of as a crutch as well. So... I don't love him, but I think in, in a week where we've got six teams on buys and all of that, he's a fine option. Um, third guy, uh, our producer, Sal, is is uh, probably party emoji in the background here, <laughs> and that is Taysom Hill uh, against the Jaguars. He is 7% rostered. So Juwan Johnson has a calf injury, and he hasn't practiced since week four, and he still hasn't practiced as of today. He'll had eight targets last week. He caught seven for 49 yards. Uh, the Jags are a pass funnel defense. So, I mean, I think, you know, he'll, he'll should have a decent week. I mean, we never know what to expect from Hill, right? I mean, he's not your traditional tight end. However, he should put some points on the board for you if you need him. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Mayor, you know, came into the draft as he was supposed to be really pro ready and all that. So I'm hoping he can uh, be one of those rare productive rookie uh, tight ends. Hasn't been a great start, but kind of a little bit of a coming out party last week, which yeah. is good. Uh, you mentioned uh, Musgrave. Would you start Musgrave over Pat Fryermuth? Is the question we got from Terrell T. Um, probably not. Okay. All right. Probably I, not. If I, I tend to start Pat Fryermuth. It tends to be what yeah. I do. Um, and off the bye, I think he's going to be okay. It seems like he's healthy, so I, I agree with you. Yeah, and he has a good matchup this week. Um, I just yeah, I just wrote him up for something else. So uh, you know, he's not streamable because he's higher higher rostered than our our, uh, our parameters but yes i would start uh fryermuth i keep wanting to say our little secret nickname for him I, but I, I can't say it on air so i'm just like <laughs> fryermuth <laughs> right. uh so endorphins wants to know who the higher priority ad is between kareem hunt and craig reynolds and are we bailing on keaton mitchell uh, Lindorf, I'll start with Keaton Mitchell. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think Jen is going to disagree with me here. Uh, I'm holding him wherever I have huge rosters. Uh, but if I don't have big rosters, he he's not somebody that I think is I'm going to have clog up a space. I also uh, am holding him in all the dynasty uh, leagues because he is a little spark plug, and it, they're not exactly getting a ton of production out of the rushing game. But I don't think we are going to see him unseat Gus Edwards or Justice Hill anytime soon. Uh, I prefer Craig Reynolds because I think there's higher upside than Kareem Hunt, but I'm okay either way. What do you think, Jen? Yeah, I think they're comparable. Uh, I will say about Mitchell, you know, they released they released the Drake today. Kenyon Drake got yep. released, so you That's know, right. a That's little right. more, a little more, uh, less murky in there. But no, love uh, the Drake, love the Drake, love the Drake. <laughs> um, but no, I think that um, yeah, I mean, Craig Reynolds has been all right in in limited uh, spot starts that he needs to be there. Uh, Kareem Hunt. I, I think it's coming on nicely. So I think they're, they're comparable really. Um, as far as, uh, hold on, let me look at their schedule real quick. I don't want to say anything. Uh, I did have somebody come at me and tell me that I had lazy analysis because I didn't give the exact 
number. So I don't, God forbid, I don't want to do it again. And upset we the- all, we all know that your analysis is anything but lazy, Jen. We all know <laughs> I mean, I can't memorize every single stat or schedule <laughs> off the top of my head, but this person felt that I needed to. In the meantime, in the meantime, SJMP wants to know if they should get Zach Evans or Royce Freeman on the Rams. I believe Zach Evans is going to be ahead of Royce Freeman on the, um, uh, on the depth chart. Uh, it's murky anyway. So, you know, if one outplays the other, that could change at any moment. But right now I would view Zach Evans ahead of Royce Freeman on the depth chart. Uh, says they need someone to replace Kyron. So that makes sense. Uh, also, I'm just going to mention it out there. This isn't really a running back streaming episode, but SJMP, if you need someone off the waivers, like Justice Hill is available in a lot of leagues right now and he's getting touches, getting catches and the Ravens will probably have to throw more, which means Hill, the snap should lead justice hills way just uh just throwing it out there um did you find your number Jen? no i you know what i because you were talking and i just bailed so nope. i agree i whatever you said versus hunter reynolds i'm on board <laughs> let's move on all right all right so uh i i like reynolds over hunt but it's you could go either way uh eric wants to know tight end conundrum should they which tight end should they drop hunter henry jake ferguson and which should they pick up logan thomas john U. smith mayor or hill uh, I'm gonna just let you handle that one, Jen, since uh, since you did more tight end homework this week than I did. Yeah, I would uh, I would drop Henry over Ferguson, and I would pick up uh, Logan Thomas. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking rest of season, uh, Logan Thomas, I think you can't go wrong. John New Smith, I just I don't trust that situation there. I don't trust Arthur Smith, and I don't you know Pitts is there as well, and um, Michael Meyer. You know, he's had one good game. Taysom Hill is kind of a hit or miss. So I think Thomas is your is your safest bet as far as a tight end one moving forward. So if it were me, I'd drop Henry, grab Thomas. Okay, excellent. Uh, Kevin wants to know if they should sit Christian Watson, Calvin Ridley, or Zay Flowers. For me, that's Watson. You could talk me into Ridley because he's been inconsistent. But uh, Watson is kind of touchdown or bust. And even though he's got a great matchup, uh, on paper, Patrick Sertain is a really good corner and will mm-hmm. probably cover Watson. So I sit Watson. Agree. Okay. Uh, Phoenix Steven, uh, pick two to add. Curtis Samuel, Rashid Shahid, Zach Evans, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Craig Reynolds. I mean, it depends what you need. Yeah. Um, I kind of like all those guys to varying degrees. I mm-hmm. would probably say Samuel and Mason or Shahid and Mason is probably where I would go with that uh, for short term, I guess. I don't know. Do you have another thought than that, Jen? Um, I mean, we already talked about Evans a little bit. We're both kind of not buying in completely. So like you said, I would say for me, it would be probably Mason or Reynolds. And then between Samuel and Shahid, that's tough. Cause they both, they both have some solid potential moving forward. Samuel see, you know, has, has kind of taken over that wide retriever spot, uh, over Dotson, uh, and Shahid is Shahid's kind of a big player or nothing. So I'd go probably Samuel, Samuel Mason or Samuel Reynolds for me. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Um, Oscar Ramiro, Jordan Love or CJ Stroud rest of season. Uh, Love's been too inconsistent. Stroud is throwing. I mean, the volume alone makes it Stroud for me. Yeah, I knew you'd go there. Um, and not because, disagree? no, I don't. And not because you have any kind of bias against, you know, or for CJ Stroud. It's just, <laughs> you recognize he's, yeah, he's, he's having a good season. We can't, and, we the, can't and they're letting him throw. Mm-hmm. They're letting him throw the ball. So yeah. Uh, Curtis Samuel or Rasheed Rice. Whoo. That one's scary. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, um, you're killing me. SJMP Curtis Samuel or Rasheed Rice. I've been starting Rice cause I have to in one of my leagues. Um, and he's been okay. I, oof, oof. I hate to do that. Um, 
I, I think I probably side with Rice. I think there's a little more upside there, but Samuel's a safer play. Samuel's a safer play. What do you think, Jen? Yeah, they're both a hold your nose and put one in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Okay, Jen, uh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go to uh, the next most important question I ask you every week. Oh uh, yeah, is, is it a good week to stream kicker? It's a decent week to stream kicker. Right. I don't hate it. Uh, there have been better, but there's definitely been worse. So we, we've got some options. Like we said earlier, we've got six teams on a buy. I think, you know, a few, there's a few that are non issues as far as kicker goes, but there are a few good kickers that are on buys this week. So uh, we need to find some replacements. So I've got three guys for you. Uh, first guy is Jason Myers uh, for the Seahawks at home uh, against the Cardinals. He is 21% rostered. Uh, so the, the Seahawks have a 26.25 implied team total, which is actually the third highest on the slate this week, uh, which is surprising, but, but it is what it is. And they're eight point favorites, uh, in that NFC West battle. So, uh, the Cardinals are allowing 8.8 .8 points to kickers every week. So if you need him, Jason Myers is my, my top guy there. Uh, second guy is Anders Carlson, uh, in Denver. I don't normally love road kickers. Uh, I feel like this is a decent matchup at altitude. He's 1% rostered, so he's clearly there for anybody. Uh, they're one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Broncos. Uh, they have a uh, team implied total of 23.25. He's coming off some rest on his leg, if that if that entices you anymore. But, yeah, so so Anders is, uh, is my second guy. Third guy is Cameron Dicker. Uh, this is a weird one because – like I said, normally I don't like road kickers and normally I don't like underdog kickers and he is both. Uh, but the chargers are going to Kansas city this week. He is a 22% rostered. Um, he's a decent start. I mean, they're, they're five and a half point underdogs and they only have a 21.75 implied two total, but it is a division game and it might get a little bit, you know, it might get a little bit of a, uh, of a shootout if both offenses can get going. So yeah, he's my third guy. Excellent. Excellent. I love the kickers that you bring any bonus kickers this week. You know, I had one on the sheet and I took him off, um, but I'll, I'll throw him back out there anyway. I want my bonus kicker this all week. Right, all right. Yeah. I'm throwing him back out. Bonus was jo uh, Joey Sly. <laughs> in, it, Joey Sly uh, in New York against the Giants. They only have a 20.75 implied team total. Not great, but they are two point favorites. He's only 1% rostered. It is a once again, it's a division game. So you never know um, if you're desperate in, in a, in a big league, like, you know, an 18, 20 team league, whatever Joey Sly is out there in 99% of leagues and you know, he'll get you some points. I like it. I like it. See, I always like my bonus kicker, Jen, uh, <laughs> Jeff Benvenuto at 75 traded Najee Harrison, Chris Godwin for Brian Robinson in a non PPR. Uh, was it a good trade? They still have Puka and Watson at wide receiver. It's a lot to give up, but I don't hate it. Brian Robinson uh, is getting all the work in Washington and he's even catching some balls. So uh, the offense seems to be getting better every week in Washington. I, I don't hate the trade. It is a lot to give up though. Um, Godwin, I think you might miss Godwin a little bit, but I I'm good with Robinson. All right. And SJMP wants to know if they should trade Adam Thielen for Alvin Kamara and Puka Nakua. Um, that's tough. Uh, Non-PPR. So, I don't know. It depends I, how bad you need a running back. I would probably do it. Yeah. I, I just, while I, I appreciate this, this Thielen renaissance, I, I don't know that it's sustainable for the entire season. Uh, Kamara is pretty fresh off his suspension. And Naku, I think, is going to be fine even with cutbacks. So for me, I would do that. 
Sure. I like it. Sounds good. A little sell high here. Uh, before we get to defense streamers, um, I want to take a minute to talk about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Go to prizepicks.com slash accurate and use code accurate for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, for week seven, I've got three that I like. I did. I, I've got some. I've got some numbers to throw at you, Jen. Okay. Hold on. Before you do that, real quick. Yes. I'm so sorry to jump in, but I know that our producer Sal had a kicker question that oh, was on, that I was overlooked on the, the sheet question. that you did not. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'll throw it out there. He wants to know if Tyler Bass is droppable. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just do it real quick before you get to your next segment. Sure. Um. So he is actually kicker twelve. I'm sorry. He's kicker eleven on the season. So he's not having a horrible season. He did miss two field goals last week. They were 52 and 53 yards in the blowing wind. So we can't really get mad there. But yeah, I mean, honestly, as I say, any kicker is droppable. Even Justin Tucker, even they just are. You can always stream and get the points that you need. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I'm a fan of Tyler Bass and I like him. And I think he'll be fine if you don't want to drop him. But I guess my answer overall is that all kickers are droppable. All kickers are droppable. I like it. I like it. Uh, so back to the, okay, the prize picks once again. Yes. Uh, oh, it's my fault. I overlooked it. Once again, go to prizepicks.com slash accurate. Use the code accurate for a deposit match up to $100. Uh, I've got three that I like for week seven. I've got some numbers that I want to throw at you right now. Uh, Stefan Diggs is at 86.5 receiving yards. I, I want to read you the wide receiver one totals against the Patriots this week, this year, right? So no one, none of the wide receiver ones have eclipsed 86.5 receiving yards uh, in a game against them. And that list includes A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson, C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave, and Devontae Adams. None of them have. Like Tyreek Hill was five catches, 40 yards against this Patriots defense, right? So I'm going to go less than 86.5 receiving yards for Stephon Diggs. And on the flip side of that, Gabriel Davis, more than 40.5 receiving yards. Let me read you the Patriots, uh, the wide receiver twos against the Patriots, okay? All of them, except for Alan Lazard, eclipsed 40.5 receiving yards. Jacoby Myers, Michael Thomas, Michael Gallup, uh, Jalen Waddell, and Devontae Smith. So Lazard's the only one, and he had 39 yards. So uh, I'm going to say more than... 40.5 40.5 receiving yards for Gabriel Davis. I just think it's a week where the wide receiver two does better. Now, on price picks, you need at least two different teams in order to uh, to do it an entry. So that's why I grabbed a third one. I, I like Derek Carr to have more than 0.5 interceptions. Uh, he's got a pick in half his games this season. The Jags picked off Minshew three times last season. They're number one in forced turnovers this year. So uh, Derek Carr, more than 0.5 interceptions. Uh, don't forget, go to prizepicks.com slash accurate. Use code accurate for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, prizepicks is daily fantasy sports made easy. So back to streaming. Uh, let's hit defenses here. It's I think it's a really good week to stream defenses. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I keep saying the Jaguars. I feel like a broken record because I just say Sam Howell and the Jaguars every week. But, I mean, the Jags, they're still only rostered in 27% of Yahoo leagues. They're tied for sixth in sacks. Or, uh, I'm sorry, the Saints. They face the Saints. The Saints are tied for sixth in sacks allowed. Jags are number one in the league with 15 forced turnovers. Um, Aside from crushing the woeful Patriots in week five, the Saints have struggled. Uh, The three out of the past four games, they failed to eclipse 17 points. Derek Carr and the offense are frustrated enough to the point where we're getting, like, news stories about, like, 
how they're talking to each other and the meetings they're having. And everyone's like, oh, we've had positive discussions. And, oh, I already apologized to the offensive coordinator for yelling <laughs> at him. So uh, Saints look like they're a little bit of a mess. The Jaguars defense is good. They're they're doing well. So um, Jags, go, go grab the Jags. You could probably hold them for a little while. Um, the other thing, everyone dropped the Browns for the bye week. Uh, nobody picked them up last week because they were facing San Francisco, but they're really good. And they're rostered in only 28% of leagues. Miles Garrett has five and a half sacks in five games. Uh, Gardner Minshew was sacked three times, had three interceptions and a lost fumble against the Jags last week. So uh, the Browns get to eat on Gardner Minshew this week. Uh, no offense, Sal, <laughs> to our producer. Uh, the Browns held Brock Purdy to a touchdown, a pick and 125 yards in the 49ers first loss last season. So um, yeah. Browns defense should be really yeah. solid. Good secondary, good defensive line. Uh, and then I kind of like Washington at the Giants. Now, I, I, I like to Rod Taylor. I actually think the offense is running okay. But, you know, they play the Giants. They're 30th in AFPA to opposing defenses this year. And Washington is tied for sixth in the league in sacks. Uh, the Giants are second in the league in sacks allowed. Um it's, it's one of those not a great defense, but a really good matchup kind of thing. So if you can't get the Jags or the Browns, then I don't hate grabbing the Washington uh, Commanders for this week. So uh, that's where I'm at there. And then let's hit a couple. Let's hit a question. Kevin, uh, start two. Uh, uh, let's hear Walker, Barkley, Cook, or Kamara. So Ken Walker's a must start for me against Arizona. Yes. And I'd have to start Barkley. I mean, if he's healthy, you got to start. I like James Cook. I like Alvin Kamara. You could talk me into Kamara there, but I'd probably go Barkley. What do you think, Jen? Um, I may go Kamara over Barkley. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I, I think I'd go Walker Kamara. But then again, I mean the, the the Jags are like you just said. I mean the Jags are tough against the run. I think they're sixth in adjusted fantasy points allowed. So uh, I don't hate Barkley, but I would probably, if it was my team, I'd go Kamara. Sure. Yep. Makes perfect sense to me. Uh, let's see here. So Jen, I'm always looking yeah. ahead to the next week and beyond when I'm setting my waiver wire claims on Tuesday night. So who are the secret stash players I should be looking at this week? All right. So the first secret stash player I have uh, this week is actually a defense, even, ah. though, even though we just talked about them, but you know, I was just looking over our, our four for four hotspots tool uh, earlier today when looking for stashes for my stash article. Uh, the Colts defense, I know you said they're a little banged up and I get that. However, their next five matchups are ridiculous. So leading up to that, they have a bye week 11. So week seven through 11, uh, they have the Jags, Browns, Saints, Panthers, and then Patriots. All are 23rd or worse in uh, defensive adjusted fantasy points allowed. So, you know, they're only 10% rostered. If you're tired of the of the, I mean, we hope you're not tired of the streaming carousel or else you wouldn't join us every week. But if you are tired of streaming defenses for a little bit, you can grab the Colts and ride them for five weeks because they're playing, you know, they're playing five pretty bad offenses, offenses that are not scoring a lot, offenses that are allowing a lot of defensive points. So that's my first stash guy uh, or guy, my first stash player slash entity, whatever. Uh, Excellent. Excellent. Before you get to the other one, yeah. let's, uh, let's let's hit our super chat. Thank you so much, Kevin S., for asking a super chat question. Uh, we really appreciate you, and we appreciate your support. Uh, Kevin S. is thinking of targeting Joe Burrow during the bye. It's one of those leagues where the cupboard is bare. <laughs> They've lost Anthony Richardson and uh, Russell Wilson. Obviously, pretty suspect thoughts. 
you know, I, I like trying to buy low on Joe Burrow. I think it's a really good idea. He's starting to look healthy to me. So if you can get him, if somebody's um, selling Burrow at a, at a discounted rate, I'm very, very interested in acquiring him. I think the rest of the season, he's going to be real solid. Jen, your thoughts on Joe Burrow rest of the season. Yes, I would. I would target him, especially if you've lost uh, Anthony Richardson and you're only looking at Russell Wilson. Uh, I would I would I would give a swing there for Burrow for sure. I think, like you said, he's starting to look healthy. Uh, the offense as a whole is starting to starting to roll. So, yes, for me. Excellent. Excellent. And go get Sam Howell if he's sitting there on your waivers right now. <laughs> Although he's probably he's probably not. If you're if it's this. one of those leagues, he's probably not. Absolutely. One of those leagues. Thank you very much again, Kevin. Uh, Jen, sorry to interrupt you. I want to hear your long-term stashes. All good. So my long-term stashes, these are both, you know, they're stashes, right? And I'm trying, I try to give out players that are not on every waiver article uh, that comes out in the next day or so. So the first guy I have is Ray Ray McLeod, uh, wide receiver for the 49ers. He's only 1% rostered. Debo Samuel's day-to-day looks like he's probably going to be okay, but you never know, right? He is day-to-day at the moment. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod had 71% of snaps with Samuel out. He even took, he even took on two design rushing plays a la Debo Samuel. So, you know, I, he's there, he's free. If you have a a spot at the end of your bench, he's easily droppable if, if he doesn't pan out, but he's uh, he's one stash. Other guy I have is Trey McBride, uh, tight end for the Cardinals. He's also 1% rostered. He had the same number of targets as Zach Ertz last week. And, you know, even though it was garbage time situation, but still, uh, they both had five targets. You know, McBride get, may get more looks as the season rolls along. So you might want to just grab him now uh, in case, A, you know, Earth starts to slow down as, as older players sometimes do as the season rolls on. Uh, but, yeah, same situation. I'm not saying he's going to be this fantastic guy right away, but he is a guy to stash in case something happens. Easily droppable. Excellent, excellent. I uh, I think we're all hoping Trey McBride kind of takes that. Yeah. Nothing against Zach Ertz, but and he's know, only he was I mean he's with so many expectations. And right now he's and I think a lot of people drafted him, but he's now only he's one percent rostered, so he's uh, he's out there. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Bronson Hale uh, wants to know if they should trade Matt Stafford and Geno Smith for George Kittle in a two quarterback league where they have Brock Purdy and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they have Luke Musgrave and Logan Thomas. So basically, is Kittle a big enough upgrade over Musgrave and Logan Thomas to warrant getting rid of two out of four quarterbacks in a two quarterback league. That's tough. I I think the value is fair, but in two quarterback leagues, quarterbacks are pretty inflated in value and Musgrave and Thomas aren't bad. So I might hold tight and see if you can use Stafford and Gino to get a different trade package, but that's how I feel. That's exactly what I say. See if you can get just even different skill players, because like you said, I think Musgrave and Logan Thomas are serviceable. And Kittle is he's back on his every other week schedule right now. So you're not you're not gonna get a consistent uh output from him every week. Absolutely. Uh that said, I do like Kittle's uh potential with Samuel out. I, I do think Kittle yeah. will get more looks, but but uh but that doesn't change the way I, the way I feel there. Okay, uh Hansen wants to know if we'd rather have Bijan Robinson or Travis Etienne rest of season in a full PPR. Uh, I like them both a lot. ETN leads the league in carries, and that doesn't seem to be going away. So I, I'd side with ETN. But Jen, it's up to you. Yeah, I, I would as well. I like Bajan, and I feel like um, that offense is just so tough to figure out. And it's not, he's not getting the consistent volume that we thought he was going to get coming into the season. So, uh, and ETN is. So I think that's your answer, or at least our answer. <laughs> Kevin S followed up said they don't like Sam Howell's schedule pass this week. Uh-oh. I was thinking if he needed someone to cover Joe Burrow, 
uh, if you acquire Joe Burrow needed something uh, this week. That's kind of what I meant by that. Uh, but I get that. Bike Walkers MTB, thoughts on Aaron Jones this week. If he's healthy, I like him. Um, I, I, I hope he backup. is. Yeah, you need a backup plan just in case he's not. But He has a um, – I mean, the, the, the Broncos are, are dead last against the, the running backs. So uh, if he goes, he goes. But uh, let's, let's hope. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Ray wants to know, Carr or Ritter to stream this week? Uh, I, I just think – I just don't trust Derek Carr. Like something doesn't smell good there. I not that I trust Desmond Ritter, but I feel like Ritter at least might run in a touchdown. Whereas Carr, I you know if he struggles and throws three picks, he might be, you know, it's kind of kind of done for the day. So we we have Carr ranked higher, and it makes sense to go with Carr. It makes more sense. But I don't know Ritter. It's been good for two weeks that he's he's always that rushing touchdown threat. So I'd go. Not with a Ritter. great matchup though against Tampa Bay. I don't know. Nope. Neither have good matchups though. So. No, I think yeah, Jacksonville's a little better, but not really. I mean, they're both they're both pretty gross. Let's be real. If you're yep. you're p- putting them in your lineup, but um, <laughs> like you said, we have car ranked higher uh, as far as four for four. Yeah. Yep. So that makes perfect sense. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jen, I had a stash question for you. Yeah. I ask, are you stashing Malik Willis or I'll say Will Levis? Like either one of those players, are you looking at stashing uh, in any league format? I think if you're in a super flex, you you could think about it. I think in a standard one quarterback league, no. I think we need a little more. I mean, last week was you know exciting, right? He let it come back, but I think the majority of that was Tajay Spears's work, not really his. So uh, it was nice. It was a nice outing for him, and I feel like we need to see a little more. But I think if you're you know in dynasty, obviously it's a good thing. But I mean, if you're you know, if you're in a super flex or a two QB league, you might want to stash him if you have the room. I think in a one QB league, no, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even give it a thought yet. I have such a hard time because Willis, he has like that massive rushing upside, but we just haven't seen it, and he's had opportunities, so it's tough. It's really, really tough. I'm rooting for the kid, though. I know uh, he's he's got somebody breathing down his neck, so I'm kind of hoping hoping he pulls it out. So, uh, Jen, always what, any final thoughts before we go today? um final thoughts no i mean we're i can't believe we're in week seven like we're almost we're basically halfway through the fantasy season i mean not the real season but the yeah no i have no final thoughts um yeah i'm excited right along every year you blink and it's week 10 that's it's a little of both right (laughs) like you blink and it's it's it goes by fast from like a fan and football perspective but from a work perspective and the grind every week (laughs) it's i I feel like it's week 16 already but from a you know watching football and and just the lead you know the it's it's fun and this season's fun there's more parody i feel like than than in years past it's fun also you know lots of fun I mean, look, I was going to say, look at you, man. You are top to bottom. Uh, are you wearing like dolphins pajama pants under there? I have dolphins underwear, dolphins pajama, <laughs> dolphins shoes and socks and everything. No, I, I, I just, I had to, do, I was very excited watching the game this weekend. I just, I had to, had to do it. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's funny. My, you know, my, my family has season tickets and my sister had to go, as you know, my nephew uh, is, is going to be playing for Pitt next year. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, so he was up there last week for homecoming. My sister took him, and it was exciting because they actually won. They, they've had a rough season, so Pitt won. But she didn't get to go to the Dolphin game, which was a bummer, and she's a good luck charm, so I was concerned. But they didn't need her. <laughs> they were good. Excellent, excellent. All right, uh, listeners, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you to everyone that listened, everyone that tuned in, everyone that joined us in the chat. We appreciate you. We're here every Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so come join us throughout the season live on the 4 for 4 YouTube channel to discuss streamers that'll get you through your fantasy season. 
Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Jenkins NFL and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks so much for checking us out and have a good day.